is Allie. Hi, this is John. Hi, this is Sarah. And welcome to the Millennial Gap. This, I think, was inspired by us having a cooking night together a couple of nights ago, which was really, really lovely. But we wanted to talk about how we, as millennials, learned how to cook. So yes. I'm going to read some statistics to you all. So this is statistics. from... Statistics. Okay, I'm going to do the statistics on. Great. Time for statistics. I love it. Okay, so this, <laughs> this is from an article from the Washington Post, which is hilariously titled, Do Millennials Really Not Know How to Cook with Technology? Technology, they don't have to. And they said, apparently nearly 60% of millennials don't know how to make salad dressing. More than 25% judge themselves incapable of preparing a birthday cake from a box mix. And when shown a picture of a butter knife, only 63% of millennials even knew what it was, which is horrifying. Quick question. How do you not know what a butter knife is? I guess Quick I question. just said it was a have, knife. Have the other 37% never seen a knife before? This Are they just taking the food in their hand and gnawing it? Yes, well, that's like how people eat. It's very possible. Like, it doesn't have any other... 16 months old. Like, it's a very different... Who knows how millennials eat nowadays? I don't know. I, I can only assume that based on this particular study, when they were shown that photo of the butter knife, they were asked what specific type of knife it was, as opposed to like, this is a bread knife. This is, you know, a knife to cut meat. I now forgot the word. A cleaver. But that's not a knife to cut meat. Yes, it is. You can use a cleaver for like butchering. Well, well that's for a okay. butcher. I, I don't have a, we don't have a cleaver at home where you're like, okay, time to use the cleaver. You could. You shouldn't though. Oy. But well, yes. I'm wondering if they showed them like a spreadable butter knife and not the kind that like you use on an everyday food. I mean. The spreadable it, one, like kind of like it looks different every, like no matter who has it, we have like two of them. But correct. you we don't can. really use it. I use it for peanut butter, I guess. So maybe I mean, butter. Incredible, yeah. But yeah, how did you all learn how to cook? So before bringing that up, that statistic really struck home with me. So that that question though, the the uh, sorry, outside of this, when was that study done? Was it prior to COVID? I pulled this up. It so apparently, it was commissioned by Porch.com. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but. <laughs> Porch.com, we take interviews on porches. We only interview on porches. God forbid you have any sort of wraparound. You don't have a porch, we're dead to you. Porch.com. So after Sarah rudely interrupted me. I'm so sorry. It's totally fine. We were having a Zoom call with my, my uncle's side of the family recently, and we were talking about how we make our meals every Sunday. We make 10 meals because it's one meal for lunch, one week for dinner, five days a week. And both my cousins and my uncle's girlfriend's sons do not cook. One is scared of the oven or a stovetop. The other just order from, I guess, like those pre-made restaurants. Like, not pre-made restaurants, but like... Um, like oh a HelloFresh? HelloFresh. Hello that being said, HelloFresh, Blue Apron, those kinds of things, you still have to cook a little yeah. bit. Yeah, but I mean... So it's all her saying she doesn't cook, I'm like, do I you think, actually yeah. just subscribe to the ones where they're actually fully pre-made and you just like pop it in the microwave? If so, gross. You have a one-year-old? Like, yeah. what is he eating? <laughs> He's eating everything that they cook. Also, whatever her husband brings from the burrito shack next door, even though he works. But I, so I think when she said she doesn't really cook, I don't think she, I think she's like, I only follow recipes provided to me by certain companies, like okay. Blue Apron, and HelloFresh, because I mean, when we used to use them, and please sponsor Blue Ripper and HelloFresh, <laughs> awesome. We, they, I mean, they were very useful. They were very great to the point that we kept the we recipes. Kept quite a few recipes, actually. Yeah, but 
they gave us the exact amounts that we needed. Mm-hmm. There was no like, what Sarah and I do, which most time when we're not looking for a recipe, where we even we found a recipe, we're like, let's put a spin on it because we know how we can spice this up a bit. John, you want to go into how you, as a millennial, uh, as a millennial, I did not really learn from my mother. <laughs> my mother was a. This is post divorce. My mom was a like a, a working mom of like she was taking care of us by herself. Had a babysitter there from literally 8 a.m. till whenever she came back from work, which was either between 5 p.m. or 7 p.m. depending on the night. But we usually took out. We did takeout. I think I learned. When I was older from her, because, you know, when we were in high school and college and something stuff like that, she didn't need to have a babysitter. She was able to, like, make us meals. But the one dish I made with her that was my favorite, and we still sometimes make it if she comes over, but it's very rare, it is spicy shake and bake with pork chops and a side of couscous. And that's it. really good, actually. It, it, it's <laughs> like, the thing is, no matter what, it was always good because, like, shake and bake, you, it, everything that was in there was pre-measured. You shook it, and then you baked it, hence hence the name. But it was one of those, like, easy-to-do home-cooking meals that, like, it was always it was always something I looked forward to where I was excited. I'm like, oh, my God, we're doing this meal. I love this meal. But my repertoire really kind of expanded when I was living alone in New York City because and when I went to school at Quinnipiac and Rider University, I wasn't cooking. I didn't have a I didn't have a kitchen to cook, but uh, I had to learn on the fly of mine, which meant really cooking a lot of chicken, because that was easy to do, and salmon if I was feeling fancy. Sarah, yeah. what about you? How'd you learn how to cook? So I actually did learn a majority of the cooking that I knew how to do once I moved to college from my mother. Her fame, or the, the number one food that I loved when that she made was similar to John's chicken cutlets, breaded chicken cutlets and french fries homemade french fries and like what she calls an israeli salad um <laughs> is it like tabula? it's what is it like it's a, a bunch of pickled items israeli salad includes tomatoes cucumbers parsley lemon and oil so a mediterranean salad mediterranean salad yeah she calls it israeli you can actually pick it up in like a bunch of israeli delis and like it'll be called that but whatever so those were the things that she made that i loved but when i went away to college i kind of learned more how to cook as i got sick when i was about 16 so i was diagnosed with crohn's at 16 and one of the number one things that they say to do is to make sure you know what you're eating so kind of taught myself how to cook at that point. My favorite thing in the world is baking. So I kind of took it as a similar thing. I knew the tastes, the flavors I like. I knew spices are, you know, essential to anything you eat. And so I kind of taught myself how to cook. And so when I went to college, I was able to, sophomore year, my doctor wrote me a note so that I could get an apartment with a kitchen. And then I had a kitchen basically the rest of my college days because I couldn't really just go to the cafeteria and eat anything because I would be like well what's in this (laughs) how sick will I be if I eat this uh a little bit different than probably our parents who learned in like home app or via their parents uh self-taught and then from college onward I've been cooking for myself I do you know John and I do a weekly cook we cook everything for the week bar one or two things that probably shouldn't be cooked until the day of and go from there and I think if I'm correct I I probably taught you more 
how to cook than the few things that you do how to cook on oh, your own, right? Oh, 100%. Like, <laughs> after meeting Sarah, my repertoire expanded <laughs> drastically. I mean... That being said, he no longer eats salmon, but that's because I hate fish. I mean, I'll eat salmon if we're going out, but once again, we don't go out because COVID. But so talking about college, that brought up one terrible memory. I was... It, 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 it's one of... Uh, it's a funny but bad memory. So I was, like, running late. I was, I was going between, because I was on the commuter quad area by Quinnipiac, because that's where we were all staying when, if we cr- transferred from different school. So I was going between class and class. I'm like, okay, I've got an hour to have lunch and then go back to class. So what I did is I went back to my apartment at the time, grabbed from the fridge the, the turkey that I bought, some bread and some mayo, but made a turkey sandwich, and I ate it on the go. What I should have looked at is the expiration date. Oh, no. Turns out the turkey was two weeks old. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was something I learned really quickly when we started dating. He would shove things in the freezer, and I'd be like, how old is this? And he'd be like, I don't know. I got it a couple weeks ago. And I was like, it's garbage. Yeah. <laughs> That's one thing we're really good at nowadays. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I had food poison for it was, it was for at least a week, and that was fun. So, Allie, how did you learn how to cook? I'm realizing I learned how to cook from a lot of different resources now. So my dad taught himself how to cook in college, and he's a really, Mm -hmm. really good cook. So I partially learned from him. My mom started learning how to cook um, when I was younger, and she's also a really, really good cook, but they uh, had different sorts of trajectories. It was almost like the reverse of you all, where the wife was learning how to cook from the husband in that particular scenario. But she definitely taught me how to make a couple of dishes just so I had some staples going off to college. Truth be told, in college, we were we could hypothetically be fed for all four years that we were there. Freshman year and sophomore year, I know I had access to the cafeteria, which is where I ate primarily. But then junior year, I was living with my two best friends, and one of them grew up in a restaurant her entire life. So Oh, wow. Yeah. Her, That's awesome. It was amazing, yeah. So yeah. her response was... If you do the dishes and buy most of the groceries, I will cook for us every single night. So That's great. Yeah, my my senior year of college, I don't think I really cooked much at all aside from making pasta every so often just because she would make mm. these really incredible dishes. I did have to learn how to cook a lot though when I studied abroad because one of my roommates would survive on bread and cheese and the other that roommate That sounds like Sarah but with just potatoes. <laughs> yeah, she was she was really sweet, but she did not know how to cook, did not care to learn how to cook. And my other roommate, who like, God love her, sweetest person on the planet, would frequently burn our pots because she would forget that they were on the stove, which actually leads to sidebar. So that roommate that used to burn things, one day she decided to go to the fish market in Venice to go and buy some fish. But what she didn't know was that when you go to the fish market, you specifically have to ask for them to clean it for you. Oh, God. So we <laughs> so we just had this fish in our fridge, and it started going bad. Oh, no. And we didn't know what to do. So <laughs> uh, a friend of ours came over that day, and we were all, you know, play. we were all yelling about the fish. We didn't know what to do with the fish, and our... My roommate, the, one, the other roommate, the one that just used to eat bread and cheese, grabs the fish 
And I was living in Venice at the time, and she just chucked it into the canal outside You're free, but you're dead, but you're free. <laughs> it made... so, your study abroad story reminds me of mine. Um, when I went to grad school, I lived in a house with a former school teacher. And the first four months, it was just her and I. So she would teach me like very English recipes. Oh no! Um, I learned how to make a cobbler and how to like. Do you have a crumble? Um, I made a crumble. Yeah, a, a crumble, crumble was the best part. Um, That's she amazing. She taught me how to make pies and all kinds of things like that. Uh, and that unfortunately stopped when her daughter moved in and her grandson with her. But that was like one of my favorite things. I got taught how to make some amazing English recipes. Unfortunately, I lost most of them. I could make a crumble still, though. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> at the same time, Sarah did find this great YouTube channel called Sorted Food, and now we are basing most of our meals. Actually, one of the meals that, the meal that Allie and Sarah and I ate together was from one of their cookbooks. Oh, Okay. Yeah, and, and a, lot, a lot of their stuff is is literally the premise of their YouTube page, and I'll stop talking about it. Is um, two really like two professional bakers that, and then three two professional cooks. Sorry, chefs. two professional chefs, and then three normals, and the three normals and one of the professional cooks or chefs knew each other from college. No, from high school. From high school. So sorry. So yeah. they're they're basically learning from these chefs, and that's the yeah. the thing that we like about that particular thing. But I like that it's all these really interesting recipes that are kind of written in a way that you can learn from mm -hmm. the recipe. So speaking of, that's how I learned how to cook. So I knew how, I think I knew how to cook before, but I learned how to cook well from watching YouTube videos, which the origin story, we were kind of talking about this before. I would not this last season because it was trash, but the prior <laughs> two seasons of Game of Thrones, mm -hmm. I used to get way too overstimulated by the end of it and I couldn't go to sleep. So one of the things I used to do was watch cooking videos and baking videos on YouTube, like binging with Bad Fish. And I got really inspired at times. So I would start to try and recreate the recipes myself, which led to nice. falling down infinite cooking rabbit holes on YouTube, which I still yeah. do now. That happens so way too quickly so one thing talking about cooking mm -hmm. that has happened recently due to covid and due to like me being kind of stubborn is i finally learned how to crack an egg with one hand and i am so fucking proud that i can do that and now do it without even looking and i'm like i feel like a badass <laughs> so do you the question though is do you crack your egg on your countertop or do you side of a bowl countertop yeah. uh i do both no Countertop is the way you're supposed to no, do no, it. No, no, countertop is the way you do it, but I, I can do both the side of the bowl and countertop, depending on what I'm doing. The thing about the side of the bowl is that if it does crack and, like, leave a residue, it's on the side of the bowl and not on the inside. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Yeah, it's, I mean, I think that's probably where the gap comes into for the millennials that do learn how to cook. If they're not necessarily learning it from their parents, you look out for other resources to help supplement that education. Yeah. I do wonder if the generation after us is, like, learning just via YouTube and cooking. Dude, shows. TikTok has ridiculous cooking videos. That like, is, yeah. honestly, so talking about Sorted, they literally have these things where they cook and bake TikTok-based food. Like, they made a Sprite pie. I saw that. Disgusting. I hated it. <laughs> yeah. But supposedly, after the second try, it worked out correctly. It doesn't but they said it tasted good. nasty. <laughs> I'm not surprised it doesn't taste but good. But that being said, like, what I find interesting is that, say, like, our parents' generation, a majority of them learned from, like, 
a home ec class, which seemed to have been completely gotten rid of. No, we well, we had home ec, but it was called family and consumer sciences. That sounds better and worse at the same time. Yeah, there's this <sighs> recipe I learned in that, which is for these pumpkin chocolate chip cookies. And I post it on my Instagram every time with just a caption like, if you know, you know. And the <laughs> number of responses I get from friends from like middle school and high school being like, you found the cookie recipe. Can you send it to me? <laughs> See, that's the thing. We didn't have that kind of thing. Like we had typing class, Mm. which I find more useful now than probably a home ec class would have been. We had a typing class. I did like a shop class. We (laughs) did those too. Yeah. I wish I had a home ec class. I did not. But I wish there was a home ec class because back then, like get going to college and then leaving college and not knowing how to balance a checkbook or like not even just, just budget. Like, that was something that I wished I knew how to do. And the only reason I know how to do it now is because Excel is my bitch. <laughs> Sorry, Sarah has made Excel her bitch. Okay. After two terminalist nights, I'm like, why is this formula not working? I got it. Okay, John, what is this? I'm like, this is too many numbers for me to look at right now. <laughs> we have any other cooking stories? I think those are... Oh, Ooh, I do have... Yes, one. I do have one more. <laughs> John, go ahead, then I'll go. Okay, so my stepdad used to pride himself out of making these chocolate chip pancakes like it was like chocolate chip and then inside of bacon and so this is the same story that we talked about in a previous podcast where it was my stepbrother my brother and i playing paintball and my stepbrother almost got shot of the out so it was the same place i think it was in california it's like i'm gonna make these awesome pancakes he's like i'm gonna do so well they all turned they were all black at the end of it i'm like did you mean to do this do you want me to give it a try are you, are you sure you don't want me to help? Mine was, um, so I cook and bake a lot for my family now, and I think they enjoy my creations because they <laughs> tend to eat multiple servings of them. But when I was probably in like late middle school, early high school, I was babysitting my siblings and they both really wanted hot chocolate. So I was making it like the old school way where you heat it up. Christmas? No, 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 no. So this was like you heat it up on the stove and you put the Ovaltine in. So I was making it that way. And I guess I walked away and I left the wooden spoon at such an angle that the spoon caught on fire. (laughs) And luckily, we realized it very, very quickly. So I grabbed the spoon, threw it in the sink, you know, turned on the water. And my mom came home afterwards and was like, who did this to my spoon? And I had to tell her what happened. She mocked me mercilessly for this to the point that this was over a decade ago and they still have that spoon. So every time I go home, well, at times when I go home, like, remember when you burned that spoon when you were trying to make hot chocolate for your siblings? Jesus. That's terribly amazing. That being said, I have put a baked potato in the oven in my old apartment and uh, forgot it overnight. That said, when Sarah and I started dating, I made sure she stopped eating baked potatoes every night for lunch and dinner. That is. I was broke out of my mind. I like I could that. afford a potato. And that's what I ate for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> yes, like... but, but then we found Trader Joe's <laughs> terrible cauliflower crust. Oh, that was pretty bad too. Tastes yeah. like cardboard. Delightful. Ah, so, yeah. anything else we want to say before we close it out? I, I, I agree with that article that millennials probably don't know how to cook. Though, no. I'm pretty sure that that article must have been prior to COVID. Because oh, yeah. 100%. being stuck inside, everyone's learning how to cook. Everyone I mean, has a sourdough everyone's starter. Everyone's now working on their sourdough starters. Everyone obviously. has banana no, that was, bread. That was so so beginning of COVID. Yeah, oh, now I'm we're... So sorry, I'm not cool anymore. I, I'm, John, you're, you're, I'm you're way behind. We're not in the Love is Blind, Tiger King, banana bread part of COVID. We're now 
now in the part of COVID that deals with like totalitarian uprisings. Let's get with the program. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I now need to get a different and outfit. And a second impeachment of a former president. Former Ooh, president. Oh, yeah. I cannot wait to talk about that off topic and off recording. Yes. Um. <laughs> so if you all like us, please go to whichever podcast medium that you enjoy and break us five stars write review it definitely helps us if you have any stories about your cooking successes or mishaps please email us at the millennial gap pod follow us at the millennial gap on instagram and as always mind, mind the, the gap, gap. Yeah. Yeah. sort of <laughs>